Hi, welcome to the Finding Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Harmony, and I'm here with Russell Case. I'm going to do my my level best not to try and and mimic uh, Adam's uh, accent. accent and yeah. just try and remain <laughs> remain centered in my own American. I already I already heard some of it. I already yeah. heard a, a short yeah. creeping in of a flat flattening out of the accent. Even before we start, <laughs> that's your perspective, right? Your perspective—it's flattening, and to uh, to to harmony, I just sound like a fucking prat. Yeah, so. you sound pompous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but but you can already hear that Adam is is so rough that he doesn't think he sounds pompous. He sounds like a regular bloke. Yeah, but he's English. You're not. Uh, <laughs> There's so many layers to England, no, right, man. <laughs> There is. Now, that's the thing. There is a lot of layers to it. And I can do a lot of different Englishes, to be honest. Yeah. You can do the regular bloke, like just kind of, as we mentioned, trying to figure it out. Or you can do a little bit more well-spoken. If I'm talking to Edwin Bryant, be a lot more well-spoken. <laughs> um, depends, depends who I'm talking to. Right. Yeah, you go, You have to tap in. Yeah. Tap into different class, class accents. You do. Yeah, there's no. a lot to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so I had some experience experiences in england um so i'm gonna i'm Sounds gonna ominous. guess i'm gonna guess um are you are you essex mate or are you sussex i'm essex actually yeah you're right yeah um, yeah there's little pieces there for me that i hear that's that absolutely correct i'm very impressed um yeah we moved <laughs> uh, my family moved out of london as most families do when when you're young get to more space and so yeah the twang is essex yeah yeah, you're yeah right. so like uh yeah. chelmsford something like that no yeah well yeah not a million miles away yeah so it's small yeah. we've moved out to a small town called saffron walden if you want the full yeah. history if my mum is listening um i have to be uh <laughs> the exact my mum if she if she is listening, she does pick me up on certain things um <laughs> so, like your um, age then, I was, <laughs> well my age or i think i said on another one that um we were talking about diet and food because yeah, I think you know Russell was talking about cooking, and she said it made you made it sound like you were growing up in Victorian England. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, well, I said Victorian England didn't have Tesco's mum. Um, <laughs> well, at least your mum listens to your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> my mum my no, can't be bothered. No, no, that's the danger. You don't know which one of the fucking podcasts they'll listen to. That's true. I'm, 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 I'm like going off on my mom and her fucking sorted past. I know that's, and the, that, that's that the, the one she listens. <laughs> I think, yeah. My mum's my mum's got an Irish background. I've got an you know an Irish background, so she listened to the one that I did with a happy pair. Who, who is, and that's a contagious accent. If you want to do a podcast with a couple of Irish guys, that is the you know the one that really I struggled not to to do my best Irish accent on that. So that's what she listened <laughs> to. She wants, she wants to hear. She wants to hear about Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably safe. We're probably safe here. She doesn't want to hear about yoga. No, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the thing about um, about Essex, isn't it? Is that all those all those people are are really they're East Enders, right? The they're Whitechapel exactly. Irish who yep. who yep. or Welsh who ha- who fled some kind of you know wasting disease, ended up in Whitechapel, and then Jack the Ripper starts cutting them all up, and so they move out to Essex. <laughs> well, it was maybe it was. <laughs> 
<laughs> like that, more like Thatcher and, and kind of like 60s, 70s, yeah. you know, tower blocks. And they put them, yeah, and then they moved them out to Essex. And yeah, so that's true. The, the true EastEnders are actually out in the Essex way. So, yes, yeah. that is very true. Yes. Um, yeah. But I moved in. I moved into London when I was 18. I, you know, I went to kind of escape Essex and I did a philosophy degree. So I was there. Oh, I, I never really felt. I never really fitted in with the Essex background, really. It was a, you know, it's, I mean, I don't want to kind of denigrate Essex in any way, but, it, you know, it's, it's slightly, um, it's not really a kind of yoga philosophy kind of place, as it were. Well, we would say for, for American listeners who may not know Essex and um, is the, in the, in the, is that it's the New Jersey of America. <laughs> it's like very a... true yeah 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 and, that's a good comparison so yes and, it's, and it's yeah, kind of rough we... and not fortuitous right yeah. rough and not fortuitous is that what you said <laughs> <laughs> well yeah probably not fortuitous in their general speaking terms and certainly not for yoga or for philosophy i mean i you know i i, yes. I, genu- I genuinely and, and regularly got the got the shit kicked out of me um <laughs> and, and uh, oh. you know as soon as i as soon as, soon as i can move out I I did. Um, no, I fought back, but uh, um, not generally not valiantly enough. Um, yes. So, yeah, but, well, it toughens, but, uh, it toughens yeah. a young man up yeah. to get his ass kicked. I think you know, that's yeah. what I say to yeah, my son. You know. <laughs> well, it's a bit of a rite of passage, it, it, I guess. It, it was it was an experience, and um, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think I don't know how I I I got kind of got into what I did, but no one. Hardly anyone else was really into, you know, into these kind of things. That like, you know, kind of, I suppose I'm, I kind of remember looking at books on my dad's bookshop and just thinking, that's, that's kind of interesting. You know, he had the Carlos Castaneda books, and I started kind of reading oh, them. Right. And thinking, wow, this, it's like you know, like there's something else that exists outside, kind of just work. I mean, regardless of what work you were doing, some people had better jobs, some people had worse jobs. But you know, but your work and then sort of spending it on you know cars and you know house and you know like, and mm-hmm. you know there's something else out there. And I was just kind of amazed, and I just thought, wow, you know, I'm quite up for up for something other than just you know going to going down to the pub on Friday night and just kind of drinking the stories away. You know, um, yeah, yeah. So that was that's, a, a that's... kind of window on something. Yeah, that's, that's interesting, actually. Hamish was on the show, and he said the same thing. That it was Carlos Castaneda that really gave him this idea, this notion that there was something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's funny that you mentioned that, actually. Um, Castaneda, I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. No, uh, um, I, I think my dad was just an old hippie. I, I don't think he didn't have any other philosophy stuff. I, I mean. It was just that, and then for some reason, my high school ran a philosophy A level, and the A levels—I don't know what you'd compare them to. But you know, for people that aren't UK based, you know, um, oh, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a like higher a, education. Um, uh, graduation got form, you got A, a, a level, <laughs> yeah. so it's almost uh, <laughs> yeah. what you'd call junior, co- mandatory junior college to get into university. Junior high, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. That, 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 at that point, at that point, they um, they had a philosophy uh, A level, so I took it, and and I was so hooked. And you know, I never, I don't know, I did martial arts when I was young because we had that fighting spirit there, you know, and, and it was a way to practically defend yourself. And there was a real necessity to do that. I'm not, you know, I I, I don't know what the the opposite of romanticizing the place was like, but there was there really was that a lot of that around. So. It was, you know, it was very much in your in your interest to do that, 
And so I had that martial arts background, but then I kind of forgot about it. And then it really was just the interesting inquiry that, that got me into yoga. It was nothing, nothing other than that, you know. Um, like you yeah, just heard so, about yoga and you thought, oh, maybe I'll give that a try. No, but it was from the books. It was from reading it in the books and reading okay. the kind of, you know, from that the kind of Castaneda spirit of it. And that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of what got me interested. I was never interested in doing it physically until, yeah, until much later. I started at university, getting into a bad way and, and you know, just kind of getting very unhealthy. And, and, you know, in a couple of years, I was kind of, you know, just, just started getting a real drinking habit and smoking. And I just started to feel really terrible. So the two things kind of went in tandem anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if your philosophy experience was the same as mine where um, like at the beginning, it's so amazing and like you're, you feel your mind opening and expanding and you're like looking at ideas and concepts and seeing the world in a new way. And it's like really um, invigorating. But then like after about four years you find that you're just sort of playing with words a lot and it becomes a little bit kind of pointless, you feel. And you're like, how does this relate to anything that anybody actually cares about and how is it doing any good for the world? Yeah, I guess I just, you, know, you get to a point you just kind of lost sight where you originally start. A bit like yoga, really, sometimes, you know. You, kind of, <laughs> you get a certain way down the path. You get a certain way down the path. You say, why did I start that again? You know, yeah. like, there must have been a good reason, you know, like, but I'm not enjoying it anymore, you know. And that's a time yeah. for reappraisal, you know, and you can stick with it or you can go out of it. And for me, like at a certain point when the, you know, that was quite good at it. And, you know, you get the professors coming up to you and say, well, you know, look, no one's studied, no one's done a take on this kind of person before. And this is where you want to go because this will get you the grants and this will get you the, you know, the jobs, right? right? Like the positions, you know, they just thought, well, I don't, you know, they're so disappointing, you know, politics already, you know, like I didn't get into it yeah. for that, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I said another podcast, you know, I do the podcast as well. So, you know, I said another one, you know, you know, I find myself in the kind of, what do you call it? Like a, in therapy, I suppose you'd call it like, you know, and I say to her, I said to the woman, I'm really, I kind of embarrassed that, you know, I'm a young guy. I'm kind of embarrassed about being here. You know, it's before all the guy, everyone's opening up and saying, oh, you know, we all suffer, you know, before that time Mm -hmm. when, you know, you're a guy, you don't suffer, you know, you know. And I said, you know, I'm embarrassed about being here. And I said, well, you and everyone else is here in the philosophy department anyway. So, you know, don't be embarrassed. You know? I thought, oh, God. Right, like, well, that's bad. <laughs> that's, that's not really a good, that's not really, uh, you know, a sales pitch for, for, for studying philosophy, is it, you know? So, yeah. Right. <laughs> I want to, if there's some people who, um, who don't know you, I just want to read an intro that I have of you. And um, it just sort of, because we've just jumped right into having a chat. I just want to <laughs> give an intro. Yeah, so, I know too, a lot too much about ethics. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So Adam Kane has been practicing Ashtanga Yoga since 1998, teaching since 2004. He is an authorized level two teacher and one of the few practitioners to have completed the Advanced A series in Mysore, India, which uh, came as a surprise to me. And uh, it's, of course, under the guidance of Paramaguru uh, R. Sharat Joyce, Sharachi Joyce. Um, Adam is a vegetarian chef. He has cooked at Buddhist centers, yogurt retreats, vegetarian restaurants in his hometown, London, UK, while his passion, as he states in his uh, website, is the study of philosophy. And he's the host of the he's Keen a, on Yoga he's podcast. He's the host of the Keen on Yoga, and the two of you did a podcast yep, yep, together. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah. yeah I, I imagine. Too. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And she was my first guest. Harmony was my first guest. Um, I've yet to interview, yet to interview you, Russell. I shall at some point. I, but I have oh. heard your interview years ago with one of your. First, I think it was one of Peg's first interviewees. Where you were you were very early on in, in Peg Mall Queen's uh, Ashtanga Dispatch, which is a good interview, and I really that kind of yeah kind of piqued my interest in doing the format altogether. I have to say. So. Is is that the is that the one where I was sitting outside of Stanford University? We're out on the lawn. Is it? I think so. Is it that one? Yeah. Well, it's a podcast, isn't it? So I don't know where you're sitting. Oh. Let's see. Well, there was. Yeah, but I, I remember, remember you saying. Like, I remember you saying something like, "Yeah." She said to you something like, "Well, how do you envisage yourself going forward?" And you say, "Well, I don't kind of think I'll always have to eat so much." Uh, yeah. <laughs> I really <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, of all the things you could say. Of all the possible things you can say about your evolution, it's like that was a brilliant one. You know, so I enjoyed um, that. And I also, uh, and there was an evocative time when you kind of said, "Well, I, I, you know, I was teaching in. I was quite kind of lonely, and I was teaching in Japan, or I was no, I was teaching as a foreign uh, English as a foreign language in Japan. And I was hiking up this this mountainside every day with these books to back to my place, or or back to where I was going to teach and." You know, that was kind of, yeah, I remember reading that. And I thought, oh, that's, a, that's a nice image, you know? Yeah, yeah, that was that was so, Korea, yeah. actually. But yeah, that, that I, I think you're right. I think I did, must have done a podcast. <laughs> it must have, you must have done. It sounds like, that sound like things you might have said. Yeah, they all, yeah, they all, they all fall into line. With something. I think you did do a podcast. I, I remember doing a podcast in England <laughs> um, in like yeah. 2000. And four or five, and someone had, had had done something with me that was that was long form, and um, it got out there. Um, but I I wanted to ask you, you you told this hilarious story about meeting me in Oxford in two thousand five. <laughs> I was going to say I was really sure that I mentioned that. Yeah, we and did. You, wasn't that hilarious? We did meet. We did meet. Should, and I totally blew you off. Like, who the fuck is this guy? You did. I, I'm talking to. <laughs> Are you kind of, it was a bit like that, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, um, we met at a Richard Friedman workshop. He doesn't, he doesn't remember. Um, probably two thousand and four or something like that, many years yeah. ago. And I was most, imp- I was most impressed. I saw Russell at the front, who was doing a very nifty chakrasna, and I kind of thought, I don't think I even knew the names of the postures then, but I just thought, well, that looks really good, and I was going to go and speak to that guy and see what he's like. You know, he must be great. Um, and then I, I kind of in the interim, I think we were having our like whatever break, whatever break we were having, you know, and, and having our little sandwich or whatever. You, you probably weren't eating a sandwich, but at the time, I you know I was kind of probably eating a sandwich or something, you know. Um, and, uh, and I kind of sidled up to you, say, "Well, how are you doing? Like my name, you know, I told you my name, and you know, I got to say, I don't know what you said, but you said, oh yes, I, I say, you said I've been to Mysore a few times and I should be authorized soon or something, something like along those lines. Oh, what oh, a okay. fucking pride! Yeah, kind of. Oh. I, I must. Yeah, I kind of thought, well, okay, fair enough, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I haven't been. Yeah. I say we didn't really have anything to say because I hadn't been to Mysore. I didn't get to kind of don't think. I don't know. It wasn't really on my agenda in the early days to go to Mysore. I have to say, it was That's... that came later. Yeah. That's interesting. I want to ask you a, a lot more ab- about those about those kinds of early decisions because I, I think I think they're really they're interesting, especially given your position now on 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 the teacher and and whether or not the teacher is is you know all knowing or or all yeah. powerful. I, I just remember <laughs> yeah. about that particular time in in Oxford. <laughs> what I remember most about it is that 
Richard was in such a bad place with um, really... Anusara Yoga. Every other word out of his mouth was, you know, well, you know, John Friend is satanic, you know. <laughs> and like that, that was what I really took from it. It's like he was really obsessing about how put off he was about the how culty things had gotten. And he was just uh, really yeah. on a on a um Well, I think John John kind of ripped him off a lot as well, didn't he? Um he you did. know a lot of his ideas. I think were, you know and John, I mean a lot of the, a lot of John's ideas were good and I even toyed with having John on a podcast and I have I have spoken to John more recently, but you know, I don't know whether that's something I want to put out there, you know. Um yeah. but, you know, isn't John, you know yeah, I don't know. John has a lot. He still has a lot of good to say about on on yoga form, but you know, a lot of a lot I, of bad stuff. I don't know, man. Right. Yeah. Unfortunate, he, unfortunate. he was um, so yeah. he was so cunty to me. Uh, he came to Taiwan. John. Okay. Yeah, John Friend. He came to Taiwan, right, okay. and um, right. I came in, and I was a little bit of a snob when I came into the room because I had to go there because my work was paying for him to be there. The yoga at the yoga studio, and so there was twenty of us yoga teachers in the room, who all worked for uh, Space Yoga in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. We had to be there, and I came in. And I kind of, you know, I'm sure I would have just strutted into the room, um, and and he kind of keyed into me right away, like, "Oh, he's a knob. I'm gonna I'm gonna work him over." And so for like <laughs> right. the first twenty minutes of the class, he like he just kept like at me like fix this fix that you're doing this wrong this wrong this wrong and um i just i just watched it and and didn't pay it any mind and i saw what he was doing and i just and i didn't let it touch me and at a certain point he realized that had happened and so he then he started praising me and reversed his position <laughs> And I saw him do that. It's like, oh, now he tried the stick. Now he's trying the carrot. All he wants from me is my attention. He wants me to um, to be interested in him more than mm, deepening my mm. experience of the mm. of what was happening on my mat. And so the guy mm. was a total joke to me at that point. Hmm. Right. That's an interesting example of the the teacher and authority and and what happens when teachers get a little bit too much authority. Exactly, it was all about that person mm. and not about what's going on right here on the mat. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess what you're angling for is, I mean, I do care a lot about that, and I I didn't, I thought I wasn't. Uh, my first teacher was a guy called Mark Freeth. Have you heard of him? He's an English um, guy, and he he very quickly got into he, um, yeah. So. You know, he was, he was kind of, he was quite good. And, you know, um, you know, he started teaching Ashtanga and he was, you know, he was quite good at it. But then he, he kind of got stuck somewhere around the second series with the back bend. So I think at that right. point, he kind of shifted his, he kind of shifted, well, he was very strong, right? So he could do all the lifts, right? And, mm -hmm. But at a certain point, I think he kind of shifted his tack. And I mean, you know, feel free to call me up on this, Mark. Um, but, and then mm -hmm. he, you know, he, kind of, he kind of got into freestyle yoga, right? And, I kind of felt like, you know, I like a lot of, and he was never really kind of reverential about Mysore or, you know, recommending, recommending us to go to Mysore. Um, you know, we didn't, did we do the, I don't know whether we ever did the mantra, you know, so like that, I started off in that position and then it was only kind of later that I kind of got a little bit more into the, the you know, inverted commas tradition, but it wasn't, it wasn't my first kind of, you know, experience with it. And, uh, I don't know, it, it didn't, it, it didn't come naturally that I didn't immediately buy into 
to the, the whole Mysore thing. So it was actually Teresa that, that, that kind of took me there in the end. Teresa, your, your wife. Yeah. My wife, yeah. 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 Well, I just want, Sorry. I'm interested that it seems like sometimes we even, we draw teachers to us because they, we identify them in, uh, we identify in them in some way. And so I, I wondered what it was maybe that was in you that's, that, that resisted uh, going to Mysore. I wonder if it was something to do with maybe a resistance to authority in the first place. Yes, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, I, I think that it was that. And then I think that at the time and, you know, in those days, and I think, you know, you mentioned before, and we were writing that, um, you know, there, there was a very different scene, you know, before, you know, before I really kind of, started going regularly and it was it was quite intimidating there were a lot of old teachers there there was a lot of you know there was a kind of thing going on right and and you know and I kind of think walking into that scene as it was originally with all those old teachers was was quite intimidating um and when you know when I did you know and I did go earlier that I think earlier than you you recognize I went in 2007 first of all and Oh, 2006, yeah, that's, that's around, really, around yeah. that time, around that time. So yeah. it still was the time when those old teachers were in the room, and it was a different, very different scene, and and and, and you know, and quite nerve wracking. And I think so it was, you know, I, I would like to say it was just bravado that stopped me going. That I didn't want to kind of, you know, get involved in some something that would take away my autonomy. But I think it was also just, you know, just pure and simple fear, you know. Yeah. And I was, you know, just basically kind of intimidated by that. By the practitioners that I knew with was there, and yeah, yeah, probably and probably a lot people, of that really. And, and those people don't do anything to, to to ameliorate that in any way. I mean, they it's fucking clicky, and they you know, and they. Yeah. I, I felt like there's there really is so much of our community is is because it's so status based on what what month of what year you arrived before the the person next to you. Yeah. That yeah, you are yeah. you are going to hold that over someone. It's like you know, Adam. You know, you and I arrived basically at the same time, and but I get to rub it in your face that I was like you know a year before you. <laughs> right, right, it's, yeah. I mean, it's sad, isn't it? That's sad, and I mean, I guess maybe that's maybe I knew. I mean, I can't, God, I can't even cast my my time, you know, my memory back there to that time really. But you know, I maybe knew about something about that as well. I just thought, you know, like that's not what I want yoga to be and you know so I didn't want to get involved and and then you know I, I suppose you know when time went on I tell you what happened time went on and I was teaching and I was you know I was into well I'm still am enthusiastic I was I was enthusiastic <laughs> I was still am, I still am enthusiastic honestly and I mean you know and I'd got quite a following and I was teaching at yoga place right and and um, oh, Alex yeah. had left Alex, right. Alex Medina had left yoga place and um someone else was in his stead um, I can't remember. It was an interlude teacher, and I mm-hmm. was doing the lead classes there. And that interlude teacher, they were there for a year or something. Obviously, I was never thinking, you know, I'd compete with Alex, you know. But when the interlude right. teacher was there, I was starting to think to myself, "Hey, wait a minute, you know, this should be mine, right? The Mysore, right. the Mysore, you know, that should be, you know, that's that's where I want to be going. And that, you know, I want the, I want my own Mysore group, you know. I'm, you know, I'm getting to a popular following at, at yoga place, and I've, I've practiced for. I don't know. I practiced for like five years. It doesn't seem like long, but you know, you know, my feeling is like I can do the Mysore group, and uh, you know, and then when it didn't get given to me, and it got given to Carrie Perkins, who's a great teacher, and you know, and a friend. Yeah, Latterly. we know Carrie. Um, yeah. It got given to Carrie because yeah, you know Carrie. She's because she was she came to take it 
specifically because they put it out on them. Um, um, I think it was Ashtanga.com at the time, right? You know, like looking for authorized teacher. Um, the, the, the owner of Yoga Place was looking for an authorized teacher and I didn't get it because I wasn't authorized. And at that point, I just thought, hey, wait a minute, fuck it. You know, that, that pisses me off. And, you know, right. and what is it? What is it that, you know, and I went to, to practice with Carrie and it, and it was all like with Carrie, it was all like, and she, I don't think she would be like this now, but I'm, I'm sure she would. But, you know, I'm authorized and this is how you do it and you don't do it like mm-hmm. this. And I just thought, hey, wait a minute, you know, like, it's about time that I at least go and see what's going on, you know. So, so yeah. that's why it kind of, I you know, generally I kind of get motivated by anger, really. Like, so I just like, <laughs> get angry again and just like, well, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> but everyone has their thing, right? And you know, like, um, and I just thought, right, fuck it, then I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to go and see what it's like, and and, and so. So that's where I went to Purple Valley because I just thought, well, soft land. Everyone's talking about India and how frightening it is, you know, like. So I just thought, well, a soft landing in Goa, see what India's like for a while, you know, get accustomed, get food poisoning or something or whatever it is, you know, and then <laughs> take on, you know, just so I don't have to go through with that in Mysore as well as just landing in Mysore and have, wow. you know. So I just thought, well, I get accustomed first, then go to Mysore. And I kind of got stuck there because, well, I met my wife. So so then we, we didn't even go that year in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. Just, I just I just hung out at Purple Valley. It was very nice and, and very enjoyable. And, and then, yeah, and then I think I went it's, a year later. Yeah. It's definitely a soft landing into yeah. India, going to Purple Valley and I, having I, like really like nice food and like a nice retreat well, the food away all that from nice the busyness. I, I was I was put there to, to kind of help with the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah because the food at the time I think there was you know, it's just a it's a pure Indian kitchen and and you know. I mean, you know, much love to the to the Indian way of cooking. That you, it's not necessarily always Western friendly. So there was right. there was Indians in the kitchen. And when, when I walked into the kitchen, uh, they were producing, you know, great Indian food, but it wasn't always with the greatest eye to hygiene. Let's say so. Yeah. I was there oh. to kind of sort high, sort a bit of hygiene standards out. You know? And you know, um, let's say you know, things have changed in India now, but at the time, you know, certainly there it was. Uh, they're wiping the, the floor with the the tea towel and the same tea towel could wipe the plates. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I, went, I went in there, you know, and I know that you're a fan of Russell of Anthony Bourdain and Anthony Bourdain. And yeah. I really went in there with a kind of uh, absolutely Anthony Bourdain style. And you know, I kicked some ass, you know, like, um, and yeah. I really, uh, all, all guns blazing. I went in there and I really had to just, just turn everything over. You know, all that, you know, everything just got turned over and start again here. So, yeah. Well, I wanted I wanted to ask you about that because I I, I wanted to ask because I I have from reading about you and and learning about you I, I I developed a fantasy that maybe you were an Anthony Bourdain type that had gotten into cooking in London and maybe gone to culinary school and become a chef <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then yeah. really got you know punk maybe you got into heroin and then said oh fuck <laughs> I'm gonna do yoga now. <laughs> And that that's how it all started, but it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like it really like the yoga was always first and prominent, and the or at least the philosophy and the and thinking about the self was first and prominent before the cooking. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, reading through your questions this morning, I just thought, fuck, you know, I don't know how to put this into words because, I mean, I, I suppose the, what came to mind was that. That line of Whitman, I know you probably be a fan of Whitman, and it's like I, mm. I contain multitudes, you know. Yeah. I contain multitudes um, because I don't know. I mean, you know, there was, there was, you know, yeah, I was, I, you know, I was, I was into the, the going down the pub every Friday and Saturday night in Essex. I was also interested the next morning, hungover, reading my philosophy, you know. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and then I was in, I know when I went to university, I, I didn't go to, the, you know, in the end, after all that work, I didn't go to the lectures, really. I went, mm. I went and started, I, I was at, I was at the college bar at 12 o'clock, you know, kind of drinking wow. and smoking myself into oblivion, oblivion, you know? And so that was, I mean, I'd get up and I, the first thing I'd have was a pint of Guinness for breakfast because that seemed to me nutritional. It had, <laughs> some, you know, like, some yeah. iron in it or something. <laughs> yeah. That's what I heard. Brunch to soak so, up the alcohol. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, it kind of, it really goes in kind of ebbs and flows really. And I can't really put my finger on the whole trajectory until, until I really started the asana practice and that's when I started cleaning up my act and then it's what, like what, well you have to choose like I could do the philosophy and the kind of drinking and the cooking I got into cooking because yeah I had the fantasy of that I suppose of that thing of of the hard living hard hard drinking you know cooking and cooking was a bit rock and roll and yeah I guess I fancied that as well you know so when I was when I started in the kitchen I was yeah I wasn't I was always a bit afraid of the needles, but I was doing everything else. Yeah, and, um, and that went, that went, and that, that went with the territory. You know, that was part of it. That was, yeah. you know, that was, you know, like it was very. I mean, the service, right? You know what service is. You get in, you know, you do your maison place, and you know, you get ready for service, and then you know, people go into the restaurant, and you've got everything ready, and then you have your service, which really right. is yeah. like a. A perform it's a performance right like and you're on hours doing doing this service and the tickets are coming in and you're doing you know it's so fast and yeah and then after that you just it, you just have to go out and let go so that it kind of right. goes in hand in hand really yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, but I, yeah, so I, I was doing a bit agree. of that yeah but on the same t- by the same token i was also interested in this the reason you get into it is probably the same reason why bourdain got into it which is because you have this I don't know this 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 dissatisfaction, this dissatisfaction maybe more than some people, and this hyperactivity that I, I always had that as well. This this sensual this this lack of being able to just sit down and and you know just concentrate on one thing. Like like I mean I remember cooking. I've cooked for Harmony in Mysore, and I used to go to Mysore and I used to practice in the morning, but I couldn't sit still after practice. I wouldn't get home and and let other people kind of go to bed for hours. I'd get home and think, okay. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to invite people over for lunch, and so the 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 way I got over the cliqueiness, Russell, was I think okay, I don't know anyone here, so I kind of walk up to people and say, well, hey, do you want to come over for lunch? And I can cook you a good meal, and you know, it sounds kind of sad, but because I also couldn't sit still, I couldn't just you know just go to bed for hours. So I just come home and start thinking. Actually, in practice, I was just thinking I I want to get practice done as soon as possible, so I can get home and start prepping the food for lunch and, and. just invite different people around and meet people like that, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Does that answer anything? It's the yeah, preamble. <laughs> it does. It does. I think there's some, I was thinking, it was occurred to me that there's something similar about yoga and cooking is that it's, it's this kind of punk, especially Ashtanga yoga. It's, it's this punk, hardcore, handcrafted, very labor intensive work. And sometimes, you know, we, um, we go off the rails a bit when we're off hours you know, and so there's a, there's this kind of mentality that comes to Ashtanga Yoga that's different from, say, the Shivananda Ashram. You know, it's it's a mm. it's a very different mm. kind of personality, and and I, so it seemed it was when you mentioned that you were a chef, it's like, oh, I think there's something there's there's a natural connection there. Yeah, I think it's all it's it's a bit all the Ashtanga is very all or nothing, isn't it? Like I said, you know, like there came a point when I had to choose between 
drinking and doing all that stuff and even cooking, you know, and, and the practice of Ashtanga and, you know, and obviously I, you know, I chose, I chose yoga. And so it doesn't really go hand in hand with those other things, right? Like, but uh, for a time I was doing both things, for a time I was doing both things. I was, you know, and I, you know, I would get up, I I, I cooked at, for example, what was the practice place, right? So that's, you know, Hamish was there cooking at the practice place as well uh, before me. Mm-hmm. But it was a place where a lot of people went through in the early days, right? It was Derek Island, who started the practice in, place, in the Kerry Yoga Plus in Crete, in Crete, yeah, yeah. in Greece. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, the, let's call it the state of Greece, uh, the island of Crete. And, um, and yeah, and at that time, I was still, you know, I went there and I was still doing all the kind of, we'd go and we'd drink, you know, we'd drink until two or three and Gingy was there, you know. He used to have a trick where he'd go into a handstand and then and walk in his hands and there were, people would line up shots of Racky and he would go in and he would pick up the shots of Racky with his, with his teeth and um yeah formidable and, and he would uh, you know take drink the shot of Racky yeah exactly in a handstand wow. what about that yeah that was ginger yeah, yeah yeah what about that <laughs> wow um, so, you know there, there was you know there was that that kind of spirit of Ashtanga I think was, was originally there and that maybe the, the, the more modern practitioner is a bit more clean living but originally I think it was like you know just like would get on the mat you know in the morning and kind of sweat it all out in the in the asana room which was probably pretty disgusting but yeah, yeah that, was, <laughs> that was the way it started you know, that was the way it started but by, by the, I suppose by the time I got to you know to Shirachi in, in Mysore I was you know I was, I was kind of done that you know and, and but then, but then the kind of obsession became the tunnel vision very much became that, you know, like, you know, teaching and, you know, when you're home, you you know, you, you teach for a number of months and then you spend, you save all your money and you save all your money to go to Mysore. And, and when you're teaching, you know, getting up at two and you're practicing and then you're teaching and you're going to bed. At, it becomes like that, you know, so I think I went right. to the other extreme for, for a while. And maybe, you know, you kind of at a certain point, maybe even up in the end. I don't think that's healthy either. And certainly what I was doing before it wasn't healthy. And, and lastly, that wasn't, I don't think that is, that was good I either. Couldn't, you know? I couldn't agree more. I mean, I feel like the lifestyles though, completely are, are opposite of, of themselves. They're, they're very much the same because you cannot have, um, what Balance. is considered a normal life <laughs> or you, you can't have relationships with normal people. Yeah. You, you know, nothing, nothing operates if you if you don't live in an eight to five life, then you don't do the things that other, that normal people do, and you you can't even you know watch a you know watch a show the same time everyone else is watches a show. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's it's crazy, and I don't think it's balanced. I, I mean, I was talking. I was I did a podcast with Angela Jameson yesterday, and um, you know, oh. between more more philosophical um discussions which you which one is want to do with Angela, um, we we were talking about the lifestyle and just you know, she was talking about. And, and I think you mentioned something about critical thinking, Russell, and the idea of getting mm. rid of critical thinking, perhaps being the idea of practice. And Angela is saying, well, you know, you kind of get to the math at 2 a.m. You practice really hard and you're kind of essentially brain dead for the rest of the day after, you know, like <laughs> after teaching and practicing and getting up. And, is it, and, and, and they kind of said to Angela, well, is this what we're really trying to encourage? You know, like, are we trying to encourage this as students? Are we trying to encourage this as a model of yoga, right? Like, a, you know, maybe it functions to some form or fashion. I don't know if you're considering being a hermetic in a cave, you know, in a renunciate, but if you're considering living a life in the world, then at a certain point, I don't know, at a certain point you have to reassess and just think, well, what am I, what am I doing it for? And I think, I guess after doing that, I, I wanted to do that in my, so I really wanted to complete those series in my, so with, with, um, you know, with, with Shirachi as a teacher. And, and I think at a point after that, I just kind of thought, 
but I'm going to kind of retire from from professional yogaism. Yeah, I know the feeling. Now I'm going to focus on, and now I'm going to, I mean, and before that time, it really was my practice and then teaching, you know, and, and it sounds yeah. really selfish, but I guess that's how it was, you know, and, and, and if I'm honest, that's how it was. And, and lastly, now it's like the teaching, you know, and, and what I'm doing in terms of connecting with people. And, mm-hmm. and the, the practice is, you know, it's something to just, you know, yeah, I have to keep my hand in, as it were. But it's not, it's not the prime focus now, you know. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, I, I, I think it's in, incredible what you've accomplished um, in a short, in a, um, that you've finished Advanced Day. I, I, you have to forgive, I have to forgive me. I I thought that your first trip was in 2010, so that was that was my mistake. And so that, it would be super with, quick as a, as a trajectory. But it, nevertheless, it did happen a bit like that, Russell, because I did have a very bizarre trajectory with it. That I went in tons. 2007, and maybe I went a couple of times in those early years, and I didn't get any postures at all. And and the older teachers are still there, and I think I. I went, I went, we went twice and for a couple of months each time, I reckon. And, uh, and I kind of got one posture throughout all that time. I think I got Pachasna right. or something. I, I, I was allowed to do primary series kind of just about, I think. And then, and then I got Pachasna and that was it. And, and then, then we went to Vancouver and we because Teresa's Canadian and we were there for a few years and then I carried on teaching and I felt very bad. It was still the days when you felt, if you weren't authorized, you kind of feel like, and I think Harmony was there. Harmony came, and um, and I kind of felt like, well, they're authorized. I felt very bad, uh, you know, like I'm doing something. I'm teaching the practice, and and, and you know, so it started niggling me. Okay, okay, let's do this, right? Like so, so at a time we thought, right, we're going to go to Mysore again. So I think it's about 2010. I thought, right, look, I'm going to go to Mysore every year now until I get that authorization, right? Mm-hmm. And so I started then, and and. And I wasn't expecting. We went, uh, we went, okay, this time we're going to go for three months, right? Because it doesn't seem to be working. It doesn't seem to be working out for, for actually right. doing anything apart from primary series. Nevertheless, not, you know, not getting authorized and not, you know, kind of progressing through doing anything more than a bit of primary. So we'll go for three months and see what happens. And, and yeah, like it, bizarrely this time, he saw me and he said, okay, you, uh, he said, you, you come, you come lead, lead, the lead second, you know, like you come to the lead class. I think, well, I haven't really done anything but primary. And so, okay, right. I'll turn up to the, the, the <laughs> le- okay, I'll turn up to leg class. I haven't done any of it with you, you know, like, you know, right. kind of, at the time, at the time you almost kind of feign ignorance. I don't know what it's like these days, but you kind of feign the ignorance. You don't know anything apart from what you've been taught there, right? Right. I've done all advanced before. I don't know who I've done advanced with now. Uh, I'd done it with various teachers, actually. You know, well-known teachers we'd done advanced. Um, that right. I hadn't done. I pretend I hadn't known any other thing than primary two. And then I go to the lead class. And I'm look, you know, it's like I'm following along as if I, you know, kind of almost don't know it, you know. And then I kind of think, well, he's going to stop me now. He's going to stop me now. And I, I think by the end of it, I'd almost done the whole of lead second. So right. I just kind of thought, you know, like, well, what I said to him after that, well, what do I do now? Like, and he said, well, yeah. just come and do what you've done in the class. So I, I kind of almost got the whole of intermediate series in one At go. Once. It was, it was, yeah. yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of bizarre. Um, Hamish actually gave me a, a hard time about that. Um, my first or second trip, I'd mentioned to him that that had happened, that Sharat was doing that. And he said, "Look, you know, I'm I've, I've I'm getting like a whole rack of pa- postures at once because I went to the second series class." And he said, "Oh, that's convenient." <laughs> and and we com- we sometimes we do we complain about um, how slow progress was 
at that time in 2007. Um, but, but occasionally you would, you could get a whole bunch of postures at once in the class. And I think Harmony and I both had the same experience as you had. Similar. Uh, well, yeah. Not in one time. It's a funny, but... it's a funny time. To, yeah. To look back on, isn't it? And, um, I don't know. I remember Hamish prepping me for, because I was actually, I did go through the advanced with Hamish before that. Right. And he said, oh, you'll need to know. He was saying, oh, you need to know this in my store, you know, like, and I think he was talking about some advanced posture that I was doing. And I thought, oh, I doubt it. I hardly, you know, I really doubt it. But, yeah. you know, he did. After a, after a couple of trips, I was, yeah, I was doing the advanced. And then at a certain point, actually, I tell you what, a certain point, after getting given, I think, the first two postures of the Advanced A series, one day, Sharat saw me kind of fudging through Kurundavasana, and that's when everything stopped. And he said, look, he said, unless you're doing that better, he said, you're not getting it. But, you know, no, I know you didn't say it like this exactly. But he said, no uncertain times, you're not getting any more postures until <laughs> so you're doing that better. Wow. And then in, in, in every day... Subsequently, you know, he turned up on, on the doorstep, you know, on my doorstep, you know, in the class every day. Yeah. At that point, he would turn up every single day and just stand in front of me until until he was kind of more convinced of my current advancement. So that that was that was where the fun stopped. I think on the second <laughs> trip when he noticed I wasn't I wasn't doing that nicely enough. So so I was going to you know every one, day it was terrible you know, terrible time. It, it is <laughs> it is important to him. One day. Um, I showed up to class and I was, I was terribly ill and I showed up anyway to practice cause you know, fuck it. And I was feverish and I was sick and I couldn't really do anything. And I got to Karnavasana and I was like, Oh man, I can't do this today. And I could all, and when I got to my story, I could all, I'd already Guy Donahue had already kind of got me through it and I had figured it out. I was like, oh, I can't really do this today. And I just, I feel so limp and sick. And I'm like, I've got cold sweats and I'm feverish. And I just kept going. And Shrot like humped over to my my um my mat. I said, What are you doing? You're not doing Karnavasana? You stop. And I'm like, I looked up at him, like, I've been here for fucking years, man. I've been coming here for years. And you've been seeing me do this every fucking day for years. And I looked at him and was like, I'm sick. And then, oh, he was so hacked off. And he like he gave me that look, you know, of contempt and disgust <laughs> and loathing. Like, you, you. And it was like, oh. And then I just like, and I like, I just put my head in my hands like, oh, this is happening now. Now I've got this story because now I've made it worse by talking back to him. Oh, so you, and so, so did you did you get postures taken away from you then? Was that was that? Well, what kind of, happened? Well, what happened? Stop there every day you now. stop. You stop. I was like, I'm just fucking sick. <laughs> I'm just sick today. So the next day, I show up, and um, I do this thing where um, <laughs> I go I go all the way through, and I feel a lot better. I go all the way through the practice, and I get to Karnavasana, and I do it five times in a row. <laughs> one right after the other with vinyasas in between just like i'm doing the practice but i just do five and then i stop dead up and down up and down but no i do vinyasa i do vinyasas each time and just up dump 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 and then i stop the practice i go right in the back bends <laughs> and uh saraswati comes over to me and is like what are you doing today uh, <laughs> And um, and I finish the practice and I walk out and I see Sharat and he's grinning ear to ear, and because he saw exactly the trick that I was I was trying to play on him, like I was trying to shove it in his face, right? And he saw the whole thing yeah. and he just loved it. 
Yeah, uh, very good. <laughs> and then it was like it was like no problem. You know. And he just likes to do that. He likes to just tickle you at points. <laughs> the, the funny the funny story I have with that is that one time I went back to my school and I just thought, you know, he know he kind of seems to know that what posture everyone's on. And I just thought, well, this is impossible. That how would he have this knowledge, this encyclopedic knowledge of whatever every posture you're on? So right. I thought, well, okay, like I'll just I'll give myself one more posture of the advanced A series and see if he noticed. And he did <laughs> notice. You know, you know, have you, you know, and it was like a very, it was a very kind of like, it wasn't like one of the kind of showstopper. It wasn't like Ecopad of a Carson or something, right? It was like, right. you know, I don't know. It was like Perry Pern and Matson Drasen or something, you know, it was like something, you know, kind of fairly innocuous after that whole kind of list of arm balances, right? There's nothing particular. Right. And uh, he said like, ah, You've done that one, you know, just that one, you know. And I just yeah. thought, my God, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. Obviously, I, you know, I said yes, of course. I, mean, I didn't say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but he know he, he, he notices that. He, he knew, he knew. He looked at me, and said, okay, okay. You never, you know, he never said anything else. But I was like, yeah, thought, wow, that's impressive. I like that. Yeah. So I never did that again. I never. <laughs> there's a tension there where he, there's a tension where he notices it, and he he minds. But it's not like a venal sin where he's th- he'll throw you out of the room. He like he allows the the testing in a weird way. I think it, I think he's got every every I've seen oh, we've all seen different relationships with different people, right? Just yeah. as you'd have as a teacher with different you know different people demand different things, and you have different relationships with them. I've seen him being you know he was always pretty kind with me, but you know more or less. <laughs> now yeah. I mean. Now, now and again, you'd get you know it's over disappointing or something, you know. But you know, he was, he was generally, generally quite friendly. <laughs> uh, but with other people, he's been pretty tough, you know. And um, I remember him saying to someone in the in the lead class with for Kurun Devasna, you know, he was kind of there's that point, and you know, he was watching and looking around, and he said, "Look," he said, "even the ladies can do it better than you." To to one guy oh, yeah. coming up, oh, I won't yeah. say who it was. I know. I just, I, this was a yeah. friend of, of, of his, someone who was quite kind of friendly. It yeah. was probably so Nick. Can, you know. It sounds like Nick <laughs> to me, actually. <laughs> no, Nick did, did uh, Nick Nick did bear a brunt of a number of um, yeah, but no, yeah. it wasn't at that point. But, um, <laughs> so no. you you finished advanced aid. Did you feel like you did it rather quickly in the end? Did it, did it come come come? I went through it very quickly. Yeah, more or less in, in one in one trip. I I'd say between in one, one trip. two two trips. Yeah, more or less. Um, it was. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Should it have, should it have taken more time, or you know, I don't know. Um, I, I, fair play. I mean, when I went into the office afterwards, I was just thinking, you know, like, well, you know, things people, well, you know, you still kind of feel, well, I'd love to, I'd love to be certified, right? So how long is that going to take? And you know, I kind of spoke to a few people, and they were, well, you know, you're going to have to come like ten more times to get that. So I just thought, at that point, I just thought, well, you know, I don't. I don't love Mysore, I have to say. Like, I, you know, I'm, you know, kind of hyperactive by nature, so it was really hard to buy my time three months at a time in Mysore. So I just thought, okay, well, that's kind of that's probably I'll come now and again for a month or so, but I'll abandon my hopes of ever being certified. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would. I would think that he'll take your money <laughs> if you said to him, "I, I would I, like to be. I would I like to be certified. Know. You give me five thousand pounds. We'll do it today." I, I would think I so. I, at the time, yeah. I would have. At the time, I if I, if I'd known that I could have put the money on the table and got it, at the time I would have. Now I would say I don't care. I don't. I don't give a fuck. But at the time, I would have no. done it. Yeah. 
he likes me because he liked Teresa. You know, I mean, Teresa invited him to Purple Valley when before, right. uh, you know, Garuji passed, before Patabi Joyce passed away, when Chirat was, you know, just just Chirat, right? And so at that time, you know, when Teresa invited when Teresa invited him originally, you know, like she was very friendly with him, you know, because he was, you know, just well, he was less known than a lot of the bigger teachers then, right? So he was a different it was a different time, you know, and he was a different person in a way. So at that time, we hung out, you know, we hung out with him a bunch, and you know, he was. Yeah, it was it was a different it was a different introduction to him. So he, I think he liked Teresa for inviting him because at the time, you know, he was very he was very humbled for being invited to the Purple Valley. Yeah. So I think I got a good introduction from from that time, right? Yeah, it's nice to have a positive positive first interaction. <laughs> you yeah you, yeah you you have this quote on your website that I really I really liked about the way that you teach, and it seems to me. Uh, and ex- the paradigmatic opposite to the way that Sharat teaches. It says here, Adam Keane goes beyond conforming to the instruction of perceived authority. I thought, oh yeah, Sharat doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, look, I, I don't think I don't think the two things are mutually exclusive. Maintaining a practically I, I mean, how I say this with other pod, you know, on the pod, on my podcast, to different to different older teachers, and, and they generally pull me up on it. But, but quote unquote, to maintain a traditional practice, and I think you can keep the essence of the traditional practice as it's done in the spirit of Mysore, and still kind of modify it to the needs of individual students. And I think you know, and one reason I started my podcast was because that was originally how it was a little bit freer. You know, the, the older teachers they had. A, a lot of a freer hand to it and to how they could disseminate it back home and to what they did at Mysore. And then lastly, it became this rather rigid thing that we all did the same thing at Mysore and we had to do it exactly as it was done in Mysore. Otherwise, we'd kind of be struck off. And right. I just right. thought that that's, what, that's not the way I wanted. That's not the way I wanted to, you know, I don't want to operate like that. You know, I don't, and I taught in the city of London for years. You know, I taught bankers and a lot of guys there, you know, and they, they couldn't do Lotus. They couldn't do half Lotus. What was I going to stop them after Arda Bada Padma? You know, what? Well, yeah. ridiculous. You know, give them a practice, give them a practice, you know, for God's sakes. You know, I always felt like it was, it was logistics there that, that made it become so rigid. And yeah, I just, yeah, I didn't buy into that. And although I like, uh, latterly, I enjoyed the, the respectful attitude of the Mysore thing. And maybe sure. I mean, you know, maybe Shrat pulled more out of me than I would have done had I not gone there. It was, it was, you know, a number of things that I didn't really conform to. And I think you know, any person on the, on the journey of yoga, on the journey of inquiry, it's a personal thing. It takes courage. It takes subjectivity. It takes going on your own. And those are, you know, and those are things that I always appreciated in, you know, in, in people that I look, looked up to. And I wasn't about to just throw my hat into just a group, a group dynamic like that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's uh, an interesting thing because I think the practice was a lot more freer when there was like less um we'll we'll say professional yogis going to Mysore (laughs) say you know there's like a lot more different types of people different ages different you know different bodies even it was it was and yeah I mean then at some point it was like everyone going there was a yoga teacher or an aspiring yoga teacher it was obvious and that they were going there for marketing yeah and they were quite athletic too in their abilities and you know, before it was like, you know, impossible or like very rare that 
women would come up from Krandavasana. Now every woman's coming up from Krandavasana. You know, handstanding yeah, was yeah. very I mean, challenging. Yeah, now everyone's yeah, yeah. doing TikToks and handstands. Backbending and grabbing your knees was like barely anyone yeah. did it. And then now everyone has to do it, you know, so. Yeah. It's it is like, like it's a bit annoying that like that five minute, it's like the five minute mile, isn't it? Or that you know the ten second barrier right. on a you know hundred meters. You know that yeah. there's a certain point where I think the level the level has increased exponentially because you know because there's I know they started by the older teachers right like when they they put in the like the straight legs uh, you know lifting up and you know and right. all the you know in the handstands from Navasana they weren't there you know and you know and I wanted to speak to the older teachers specifically you know and just find mm-hmm. out how it was done at the start and, you know, and how it kind of grew and how it was gradually kind of made into something more athletic than it originally, originally was right. Like, you know, in doing, you know, I mean, speaking to Nancy and, and David Williams and, you know, and, and Darby, who is a, you know, a foremost influence on my own practice, you know, and they oh, say, well, well, you know, at the start, you know, you just, you're just going to get the postures. Well, I mean, certainly Nancy would say she was given the postures she could do and all the other ones she couldn't were taken out and then they were gradually added back in again. Right. Right. It is very different yeah. to stopping at the first thing you can't do, you know. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know if they're going to free a hand, and I understand in my soul. I never doubt it's easy to be, you know, it's easy to be. I uh, uh, cast as persons at the way it's done in my soul when, when you're not sure about having to deal with all this craziness around you, and I don't think there's a better system for it. So you know, I pay my dues and. and and respect the way it's done in Mysore, but outside the Mysore room, when you've got 10, 20 students at a time, well, sure, we don't have to do it in that way, right? Like, we don't have yeah. to be so rigid as, you know, as all that, right? Like, yeah, yeah, and I think that that's some of the, I mean, some of the wisdom that comes from understanding how the practice, you know, has sort of evolved within Mysore, but also understanding that not everybody is that kind of practitioner, like not all of your students. And probably when you go back home, 95% of your students aren't professional yoga athletes, you know? Yeah, Yeah. neither neither do they want to be. That's the thing. They're using it for their life. They're not not committing a whole whole life to yoga, right? So it's it's a skewed perspective. You 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 develop at Mysore. Again, it's it's the skewed perspective of the expert as well. You become this kind of, you know, asana expert and, and you lose touch with reality in a way you know yeah and, and, I, and the natural the natural challenges of, of, of normal bodies right mm-hmm. when, when some of our fellow students would would come to me and talk about orthodoxy in the Mysore room and what i'm if i'm doing something wrong or not or or you know or not and they say like what are you doing here this isn't the way that Sharat teaches it's like well that's not the way that Sharat teaches mm. at 4 30 in the morning <laughs> but if you go to 4 30 in the afternoon and you go to that class. <laughs> it's very different. Very different. <laughs> very different what happens in that class. People are chattering. They're talking. I saw. Um, I saw this really. Uh, I saw like the police commissioner who was not in great shape, trying to do um, uh, uh, Parjra Dhanurasana, mm-hmm. and Saraswati just moved him. For himself, herself right because he couldn't do it yeah. he couldn't roll from one side to the next so she just <laughs> yeah. rolled him right. for him yeah. like that guy's not a professional athlete no <laughs> and so that's so that i took that spirit of that room back mm. to my class like that's how i that's i'm, mm. I'm gonna let a lot more i'm gonna let my students get away with a lot more if if that's the kind of student they are yeah 
Yeah. And occasionally, yeah. you know, once a year, you might get some savant walk in who's your 4.30 a.m. student. Yeah. You then know. you can be really hard on Yeah, like Adam walks into my class, I'm going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was never that. I was never that good. <laughs> Certainly not now. But, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, you'd, see, you'd even see different attitudes in my school. Like, it used to make me laugh so much when I see, like, you know, I always look at someone like Ajay, you know, Ajay Tokas, and, you know, he's yeah. got an incredible practice. And, you know, and I see Sharat just take the piss out of him, like, you know, like continuously with like something like Ikepada Bakasana, like every day. Right. He'll be stuck on that posture. He'd be stuck. And Sharat wouldn't move him on, and Ajay would do it. He would do it wonderfully, perfectly, you know, better than yeah. you can imagine. And Sharat would come and look at it and just kind of shake his head and walk away. And, you know, and Ajay just didn't get it. You know, he just did. He just did. He, was like, he would say to me, he would say to me, what am I doing wrong? You know, what, I'm, I, I'm not doing it well enough for him. I'd say, it's not that. You know, yeah. it's not that. You're just not getting the spirit of it, right? Like, yeah. you know, because you're, you're trying too hard, you know, in a certain way, right? Like, it's, right. So everyone has their different, everyone has their different medicine. And, you know, if, you, if you're a really insightful teacher, maybe you can, you can, you know, be you can able you're able to kind of slightly change that 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 kind of dosage that you know as to as to a fitting dosage, you know, because right. too much or too little doesn't work, right? You know, too much or too little doesn't yeah. work, you know, and you can you can certainly push even able people too much, you know, and then there's certain people. Well, yeah. I think there's a quality now which I'm a little bit reticent about to endorse too much, which is this under pushing that everything's dangerous, everything is not possible, and I, I right. don't, you know, I can. I don't want to come across like that either. And I think I can, I, I wouldn't want someone to take what I'm saying on that, in that spirit either, because I'm not, you know, I don't think that challenge is not also important. I would never have been bothered to do it if I wasn't challenged quite, quite seriously by the practice, right? Like it never would have really piqued my interest. So I needed to be challenged and, and many people need that because, you know, we need to kind of sweat it out, right? Like I, I needed to, I needed to practice and, and get rid of a lot of demons doing that, you know? And and yeah. that was necessary, right? To practice pretty hard, you know. And and yeah, I mean, someone can come up to you and say, "Well, you don't need to do that," or you know, you know, I wish you could. Like I was talking to Angela yesterday, and she was saying, "Well, I, I hope people can just learn from my mistakes." Like you know, we're here for people. I said, "Look, you know, like I can, you know, people could have told me a hundred times over, and I was still done the same thing harder, you know, because yeah. I wanted right. to do it, you know, like I exactly. was, you could, you know." There's, there's something in you which you have to practice out of you you know so people totally. have to have their own journey but you know i think there's also to be able to to modify the spirit and modify that spirit so everyone's interested and everyone's involved rather than say well this is how it should be and if you can't you know this harshness of tone this harshness and this critical tone and i don't think it's like that so much in these days but it really was you know back you know 10 years ago still it was like that and i never liked that you know i think People should be free to, you know, a little bit freer to, to you know, to practice yeah. and, you know, and, and have some, some kind of sense of their own autonomy in it, in a way, you know. It's like, I was going to say a few things for Russell and, you know, a few kind of English quotes. And, and one thing that I, you know, I always said, you know, uh, uh, John Major said two things. One thing is warm beer and cricket, right? Like, so, you know, warm John beer Major, and cricket. John Major, the former Labour prime, yeah, uh, the Conservative yeah, the prime, prime Minister, minister yeah, of England. Yeah. Warm beer and cricket, yeah. Yeah, warm beer and cricket was, uh, you know, the spirit of England back then. And does that Britishness still exist? Probably not. But the other thing he said was, um, <laughs> I'd, this is, the other thing he said about the, Europe, uh, the Euroskeptics, 
at the time when, you know, because the Conservative Party was always having this problem with uh, the European Union. And finally, it right, kind of yeah. drove itself apart with the European Union. And now we have Brexit. Anyways, and he said, I'd rather have the, the Euro. He said, he said, I'd rather have the Eurosceptics um, on the inside pissing out than on the outside pissing in. And, and I always <laughs> felt that was a really, a, a really, I, I said that, you know. I felt, and I felt that the same thing about the Ashtanga practice, right? Like I'd rather have those people in my class making a mess of the system and doing all kinds of kinds of things and being kind of really un, unruly, you know, like uncontrollable, right? There's many people who you probably had as well. You, as much as you try and say they'll do whatever they want anyway, I think I'd rather have them on the inside pissing out than than, than just get rid of them. Do you know what I mean? They say, well, you know, you're right, uncontrollable. Yeah. You're not doing it how how I'd like, and then have them go someplace else, and you know, and just you know. I'd write, you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you kind of, you bend it, you bend it and you allow, you know, like, Kimberly you actually Flynn, try and bring people into line again. Kimberly mm-hmm. Flynn said that to us when we were, or at least said it to me when I was going, starting out teaching and said, look, you know, you're, you're trying to, to keep people as students. And so you don't throw the, you don't throw the book at them the first day. <laughs> You know, you kind of make little suggestions and then the student evolves in your classroom until they become something more like what you're looking for. And that, that was really, that was sage, wise advice from someone who I thought of as a, as a Nazi. <laughs> you know, I thought, she was the Nazi yoga police, you know, to me, you know, I was oh, like, wow. Yeah, now you see, everyone softens, everyone softens the trajectory when they get older, right? I mean, Kimberly's very much soften now and you know or yeah. someone like I was speaking speaking to older teachers the other day about Chuck you know I mean again you know Chuck Chuck Miller very much yeah. on the program on the letter for many years I mean uh, he, he almost got rid of Max Strom who is an Ashtanga practitioner apparently Max Strom who we interviewed as well and and now you know when I met Chuck he was almost a young guy you know so you know you kind <laughs> of yeah, you go through a journey. You go through a journey with it, don't you? You know. Yeah, I, I was true. telling this story to Russell the other day about Chuck. This story of Chuck Miller was uh, one of the first teachers who said to me. He came to uh, my stu- our studio in Victoria a couple of times uh, for workshops, and and he said, you know, sometimes the best yoga practice is just lying with your legs up the wall. And at that time, I was like, what? <laughs> That's a yoga practice? Are you kidding? And now, I every time I lie with my legs up the wall, I'm like, uh, this is the best yoga practice <laughs> I could ever do. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone mellows. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I mean, it also Chuck, I mean, Chuck said to me, you should, um, you should watch out what you're doing because at a certain point, you're not really going to be able to do it, you know, like much asana practice. And then what's yoga? And that yeah. always stuck with me, you know, and I just started, yeah. you know, I, started to, I was pretty harsh at the time. I just thought, whoa, that's, that's it, you know. Yeah, yeah Chuck's full of gems <laughs> and wisdom. I was taking it back. And then I thought, well, you know what, like, yeah, like at a certain point, what is yoga? And, and you know, and latterly, you know, latterly speaking, I think, you know, as I was starting to instruct people, you know, that, that weren't able to do the series that much, and I started thinking, well, what are we trying to actually trying to do here or trying to instruct here? I mean, like Russell said, you know, like, well, what are you, like how I'd want them to do or, or practice that would look more like I'd want them to for right. it to, to look like. And I just think, I think, well, what, you know, more and more, well, what is that? You know, a question to myself, yeah. what is that actually? <laughs> like, what is it meant right. to look like? You know, like, 
<laughs> right? Like, yeah, I did the sequences. Sure. Like I got through that. I got the accolade. Fair enough. Was I any happier? No, probably. Was I more miserable? Probably. Was I more <laughs> stirred up? You know, we're putting the leg behind the head in every possible position, you know, innovating, right? Like it stirs up yeah. the psychic energy big time, you know, like uh, yeah. undeniably, you know, I think there's a time and place for that. And, and you know, I think that to do that forever or to encourage the idea that it should be done forever it, to that intensity is, always, is also perhaps not what I'd want to be encouraging anyway, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. like, I mean, like Hamish tells the story. Uh, he told me the story of going to go to pick up Sharat one day and Sharat's on tour. And uh, he goes, he's on tour in London, right? So Hamish is hosting him and he goes to Sharat's, uh, Sharat's staying in an Airbnb and he, you know, says, oh, oh, you know, you look a bit tired there, you know? And, um, you know, and he says, uh, yeah. And no, what are you saying? Like, oh, I, yeah. yeah. Did he practice? He said, no, practice, no practice. Too tired. This is Sharat, you know, to Hamish. And Hamish mm-hmm. suddenly thinks, well, I, what the hell? Like I'm getting up every day, like rain or shine, like tired or not tired, <laughs> impaling myself on the on on the stake of practice. And then you're gonna pick yeah. up strategy. Oh, no, 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 tired today. You know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think it's, you know, right. it's you know, I think it's like I think what we took in the, in the Western mentality is we took most literally, and we well know uh, uh, going to India as all of us have done, and many of us that are listening have done that things aren't quite so literal in India, you know, that you can practice and not practice. And it can also be the same thing, right? <laughs> it can also mm-hmm. be, the, right? Like, yeah. you know, practicing and practicing can kind of be the same, you know, like, you know, we took it so literally. So you have to practice six days a week. You have to, you know, get up before teaching and, and, and practice, you know, and you have to do the same as you did in Mysore, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't. And also, I think it's like we have to go deeper with with what what's the quality that we're trying to cultivate through right. practice, and what does practice mean? Like, it has to mean more than just asana. And so, you know, I cool. I like that suggestion of like sometimes lying with the legs up the wall is going to give you that that moment to go in to tune into your breath, to relax, to go a little deeper, to you know bring I, up, yeah, up the strength of your parasympathetic nervous response as opposed to being completely stressed out and feeling like you have to shattered push yourself through yeah. like a huge regiment when you're already carrying a lot and i i think that that's you know also something that is really important in our our culture as you know Ashtanga yoga practitioners is to go beyond just like this asana sequence to what what's the end goal here what's the you know it's not putting your leg behind your head in every possible position it's it's some kind of inner quality inner steadiness inner insight that you're trying to tap into and and do you need all the asanas to do that i think i got into it for that exact reason and then i think somewhere along the way Along the way with the asana, your body gets so stimulated, you kind of get addicted to it, to be honest. For sure. And, you know, yeah, and, the, progression, sure and, and, and the progression, the whole thing about the progression. And mm-hmm. I think that you, I think that I lost sight of it, of, the, of a more of a spirit of yoga for many years. And I think that mm-hmm. that can happen, you know. I think I was more, let's say, whatever that means, you're more yogic before, you know, like the very start than the middle point of it, you know? And now I would like to think I'm coming back to the original purpose of inquiry within yoga. You know, it was yeah. at a certain point, you know, like, the, you know, the, the practice is stimulating. It's meant to be stimulating. I think it's meant to stimulate your sympathetic nervous system for the, for the sake of stirring the energy up, you know, for stirring the energy that's inside you 
that's that, that stuck there in, in a traumatic state to stir that up and, and kind of somehow kind of reconcile that. And I think, but once that has done its job, then I think the practice is for stability. So then I think, mm-hmm. then I think it's worth toning it down. And I think it's, I mean, this is, you know, one can only speak from one's own experience, but I think it's, then it's worth just thinking, okay, let's tone it down a bit. Let's, let's do something for the sake of steadiness you know, the, the yeah. Patanjalian idea of yoga, right? And now let's see where it can go, right? Yeah. Maybe as we were saying, yeah. it's just, just, just getting older and just being, just getting worse. <laughs> no, I was, <laughs> I was surprised like, once on, on tour to hear Sherat say that out loud, that, you know, the, the purpose is steadiness. And yet you, he's seen many times how the advanced practice has created unsteadiness in the student. And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we we've certainly seen we've seen people become lunatics." You know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, many many cases. I think you have to go through it. I don't think if you didn't if you didn't do it with yoga, you'd do it with something far more detrimental. Like, I mean, I think if I hadn't true. had yoga, I would have just yeah. had that energy and done something much more destructive than perhaps the damage I did doing yoga to myself. You know, um, in the early years, right? <laughs> before yeah. I met Darby, <laughs> you know, learned learned how to do postures at all. Um, you know. I was just kind of cramming myself into them for many years. Um, you know, That's so right. I would have done something much more detrimental anyway. You know, I would have, you know, I would have hurt myself much more. So, you know, there's a spirit in you. And I think, you know, you have to allow everyone to have their own journey and somewhat try and be, you know, safeguard that in, in any way you can. But, you know, mm. but people will do, you know, like, you know, if, if someone's got the will, as I did, they'll injure themselves opening a can of beans, you know, like, you want to, you want to hurt yourself, you know, <laughs> there's plenty of opportunity there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. yeah. I, um, I want to I kind of dig deeper into this, um, the authority piece. And I think, I think it's, it's super interesting. Um, Harmony passed on a blog post to me recently and it was it was wonderful um she said um instead of saying that a great university saying instead of saying something like that's a great university you know like harvard or duke or oxford yeah 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 we should say that's a famous university yeah <laughs> cuz that's actually what what we're saying we're saying yeah i know that word that's a that's a that's a word that i know and it's it, mm. it's that kind of it's a kind of branding, right? So like that's what branding does. It fixes in your mind that's an association of positivity without any knowledge of the thing. Without anything, any uh, I think you you probably have a philosophical term for heuristic or experiential knowledge. I'm not okay. sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does something really stultifying to your critical thinking if you don't examine the thing for what it is personally and it's and so so often you know when we're in the yoga room a student says to us you know why am i doing this why do i need to bind my wrists in marichyasana why 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 can't i just use my fingers why do i have to do the left side first Mm. or the right side first right side first why do i have to do the right (laughs) side first you know what is it about you know why are you racist against left-handers you know and um and then our answer to it is always well it's because George Clooney said so. <laughs> it could, you know, that it could. It's a, just a brand word that's nonsensical. Right. And, but we always say, "Well, Guruji said so." Yeah. Like between like 1990 and 2010, that was our answer to every single question. 
That's how right. I so it that's, that's what, that's what that, Guruji said. I guess that's why, and that's why I resisted going. Exactly that kind of that. I just I always really really found that that kind of spirit difficult, you know, and and the kind yeah. of like. And I remember what, a, a few people have said to me. I'm just a messenger, you know. I just pass on the instructions. I think, well, you know what? Like, that's a bit of a get out, you know. That's a bit of yeah. abnegation of responsibility there, right? Like, you know, easy to be the messenger, but but what about what do you? Why? I mean, like, if you don't know what you're doing, like, uh, why you're doing it, then don't do it, right? You know. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. And if you and if you question and if you question a teacher and they say, well, that's I don't know, like that's just how they said. Well, I would probably just pick up my mat and just walk out, like, and I, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. almost have done. <laughs> you know, okay, I'm a bit narky and I have been narky and. And terrible to many teachers like that but you know i, I you know there's a really like <laughs> many it, teachers unfortunately you know there are oh, unfortunately I, I, I was horrible to kino when i first met her and many other oh i'm so embarrassed um but um you know i i kind of think that if you haven't got a reasonable reason of why you're doing something and you can't explain that to the teach to the student then i don't know i mean I, yeah that's always if someone said to me why am i doing it? i could say well this is why i feel that i would do this posture right and other than that i don't think any of the postures are necessarily gold dust. It's not a magic combination lock that can right. have enlightenment, right? It's just like, there's a whole bunch of good mobility there. I mean, could it be sequenced better? Probably. Have I got a better sequence? No. Like, therefore, you know, <laughs> carry on, right? Like, right. you know, like, yeah. right? Like, you know, yeah. I mean, and there's a bunch of good openers there, right? Like, and, you know, like we can find better and worse ways for doing those, you know, and if you can do mm-hmm. it to a certain degree, then do it to a certain degree. Why not? Because you need to be challenged. You know, your attention needs to be peaked. You need to be kept attentive, right? And if you can't do it and your attention uh, can be peaked by a lot lower level of stress, then great, lucky. You know, you don't have to do advanced series, then kind of lucky. You know, like, you know, yeah. if you can, if, 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 if it's challenging enough to do less and, and that keeps your attention, then that's, that's fine. That's good. That's, that's, you know, that's enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to do it at the nth degree, right? Yeah. It's, it's interesting though, because I, I think from my own personal experience, um, having learned to teach um, or actually made a lot of my, mo- most of my early mistakes in England. Um, it's, it's interesting because my teacher was English, you know, in New York guy was, mm, was guy. at that point, And I think he's quite different now, but at that point guy was intentionally trying to shut off our critical thinking because so many of us yeah, I mean, he's actually kept asking questions, kept asking questions. Now. Yeah, exactly. And and at that time, he just he just wanted people to calm down, shut the fuck up, and get into a different zone. And so when I went to England, I was trying to, you know, I was taking Guy's approach to the to the the people of Brighton and punching them in the face with it. And so many of them, as you did exactly as you described, they just pick up their mat and walk out because, like, what well, fuck this guy? And I was really enjoying that. You know, I liked it if I could get someone to walk out of my class because I was teaching the right way. You know, right, right. But it, but later on, and, and then I went to Taiwan, and in Taiwan, no one did that. No one questioned authority. Everyone was in a in the kind of zone that I was that I was looking for. But I think later on, when I when I really grew up as a teacher, I really did enjoy having a perspective and having really learned some things that I could pass on. It's like, well, this is this seems to be why we do this. You know, the leg seems to to work this way. But it was just because I I knew so much more, and I actually had something 
to give, but it took 10 years of teaching badly to learn how to teach well. Yeah, I think you have to, you know, you probably have to go through that as a teacher and, you know, the best teacher training or whatever, or certainly just doing the practice, you know, and being authorized in my sort does not <laughs> necessarily make you a good teacher. Um, no. I think, I don't know. I, mean, I suppose my experience was that yep. I remember, I remember, I didn't really understand Chuck and Matthew when they came to Purple, Purple Valley. And, you know, <laughs> Theresa and I running Purple Valley, I'd kind of been to a whole gamut of, gamut of teachers, but somehow I'd managed to avoid Derby. So when Mark Derby and Joanne had been there the year before, I think, with Theresa, and Theresa had met them and said, well, look, you know, let me see, see me. I think it was you that said, actually, Russ, right? Someone, I think, yeah, it was you that, that, that recounted uh, a story whereby you, like, your teacher said to you, you need to go to someone who's really going to humble you or something like that. Right. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It was right. like, was I, it like, a, yeah, yeah. About yeah. That was my teacher. Uh, Sherry said that to yeah, me. Yeah, Moon, was a yeah, yeah. Disciple yeah. of uh, David Swenson. Cause I was just like a young Mustang. Uh, like I needed to be broken. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, exactly the same. But Teresa said, you know, like you need to go and see Derby, you know, like, you know, we're gonna have to so we thought well okay well we're in canada now so we're gonna go get derby you know derby's in montreal we're in vancouver we'll bring derby over and host him for a workshop right so and at the time i suppose at the time i'd done it for maybe like a kind of 10 year point that roughly 10 year point right. the kind of pre-yoga richard freeman kind of the 10 years pre-yoga to your yoga you know and i've right, yeah. done the advanced series i just don't you know like i'm just bored like just basically just bloody bored with it and it was like what you know like you know just like what now what now and, and you know and, yeah. and so and also just just still like you know just a little bit yeah just yeah like like a young you know kind of yeah impetuous and so you know she said go see Derby and Derby came and I said well what should I do what, what practice should I do and he just said ah yeah do do next time until next time I see you just do primary series so just yeah. very slowly for a couple of hours or something, you know, like, yeah, what? No, no advanced anymore. He said, no, don't do anything like that. You know, just do, just go back to the start again. <laughs> just wow. try and make some sense of it. Try and make some sense of what you're doing. He said, and he used to look at me and just say, horrible, horrible. And I, I oh, and in a way, and, and, then, and then Theresa kind of picked, he said, you know, like, God, I wish you'd never met Derby because I kind of picked up this pack <laughs> of my teaching for a couple of years and it didn't, it didn't do me any good, you know, but, but I really did feel like that Derby kind of broke me and it came to a point when, and I don't know whether it's, you know, retrospectively, and I know Derby won't listen to this, it doesn't matter, but, but I don't know whether it was always the best thing to do with all people, but maybe Derby could see that, you know, I could take it, you know. And he really did right. kind of break yeah. me and build me up. He, he broke me to the, like, to the to the ground, you know, and I remember walking back yeah. into the Charlotte with Hamish again and I said to Hamish, I'm either going to quit or learn how to do this properly because, you know, <laughs> I've just had this experience, right, like, with Derby, yeah. and I just feel like you know, like I just don't know what. Yeah, like, it just feels like I don't know anything about what I'm doing, you know. But mm. the postures didn't really yeah. have any meaning to me. They didn't have any feeling. And and after that point, and I spent two years again, um, trying to learn the postures from the start again. And that's 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 when I started yoga. It was at that point, which is an absolutely formative point, um, in mm. in in teaching. And that's when I actually learned how to teach because before that, I was just looking at the postures, making the shape and mimicking any teacher that I respected or how it was done in Mysore, right? Like exactly, pushing people right. into postures, doing the things that I was assuming that were done, you know, mm -hmm. and I had no idea of, of the energetic nature of the asana 
of the, you know, trying to create a tension between opposites and, you know, kind of anything to do with the diaphragm or the breathing in it, in it you know, an internal aspect of, of the asana at all. And, yeah. uh, and it was at that point when, you know, I went away and I practiced like that, like Darby told me to for, for about know, a good, good year and a half, I think, you know, just doing the primary uh-huh. series. It'd take me like two, two to three hours a day, just trying to understand wow. what the fuck he was talking about. But I, I just <laughs> thought he's got something, he's got some spirit of, I, I walked in one day and he, and we'd given them our apartment uh, where we were teaching as well. And it was, and, uh, but we were staying elsewhere and, and, and in the apartment, him and Joanne were practicing afterwards. And I saw the way he was practicing and the quietness and steadiness. And I just thought, that's it. That's what, that's what I'm missing. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't have that at all in my practice and that's what I want. And, and, and that's, that was the, that, that, that it's like pre, two different yogas or two different emphases with the Ashtanga yoga. And from that point, I'd say, you know, it was a completely different trajectory. And then I went back to Mysore and yeah, like it was a different process, right? Because suddenly I was practicing from the inside out, not from the outside in, you know? And, and do you think he saw yeah. that? Do you think uh, Shirachi saw that to, in you? Darby. I think he well, saw when you went back to Mysore. Oh, when you went back to Mysore. Do you think that was yeah, noticeable? Yeah, I, yeah, I, uh, well, it was to other practitioners. I remember people like, there's a couple of, I, um, I think Luke said it to me and, and Stevie Lassen oh, said it to me. A few good old people I appreciated, you know, said, wow, yeah. like, you know, really, like, what's happened, you know? And I said, well, yeah, I don't know really, but, you know, like, <laughs> this is this weird experience. <laughs> I've, uh, I've learned what I'm doing in this. <laughs> <laughs> After all these years, I've learned what the hell it is I'm trying to do here, you know. But yeah. before that, I, you know, I was just pushing and pulling myself on pushing and pulling other people and, you know, rather violently. Right. And, uh, you know, luckily yeah. I didn't, luckily I was never that, you know, as a person, I was never that confident, you know, as an ego. So I never really did, uh, hopefully, <laughs> um, uh, too much damage to anyone, you know. <laughs> Don't get in touch. Yeah, but, uh, we can know, only hope. Uh, uh, yeah, we can. Well, we can only hope, but I think I did it because I was always scared of doing, you know, anything too, too abrasive to anyone, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, uh, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, to learn how to teach is a, is a skill that takes time and, uh, it's, it, you know, it doesn't come naturally, you know, uh, yeah. and yeah, if you don't know what you're doing or what, or, or, and I thought if you don't know how to do it, then, then I, I just feel that there is better and worse ways to do asanas. I, I will put my neck on the line and say, you know, better and worse ways to do it. And then those can just vary from person to person as well. So that's a bit of a get out exactly. clause. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, and, and, and also you could also be blinded because then I thought, well, the Derby way is right. And you know, for years I was a Derby acolyte. This is how you do it because now I've learned the way to do it that works for my body in the way that Derby showed me. And that's also a blindness because yeah. then certain, certain students, I remember I had this, you know, little – you know, we're always having these exchanges these days on Instagram, you know, and someone came to me, you know, and there's a student that came a little bit, and it was this, this last year, what we were on Zoom, right? And, you know, you know, what about this? I've seen this stuff about turning the feet out in back bends, right? And I've seen this stuff. Oh, right, yeah. I kind of got back, and it was before dinner. I was I was a bit hungry, I guess. I got back, and said, you know what, like, you know, that's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's just circus stuff, you know, like, you know, you know, you turn that you keep the feet straight as you can in the back bends. Yeah. It's going to hurt your sacral iliac if you turn them out, you know, and that's not how they do it. It's not how Darby showed me it. And, you know, and then, you know, she, I read the post properly because I hadn't really read the post that she was trying to link me to. <laughs> then I went back. Yeah. I had something about the post that piqued my interest. And I went back and I read it again. I thought, hmm, 
And I thought that's, that's still annoying. It still annoys the hell out of me. You know, and then I went and looked at people in the, in the, on, on Zoom, right? And I looked at people on Zoom, what they were doing, and certain people that hadn't got such a, you know, a depth of backbend. And I thought, you know what, like, well, okay, why don't you try it with the feet turned out a bit? And I said, right, actually, yeah. that looks like you got it. Actually, that looks like you do have a bit of space. In it. And I hated saying it to myself or omitting it. You know, it's like really annoying. You know, it's like because for years that was like, that was one of the corrections that I got right. Like, don't turn your feet right, out. Yeah. Like, I've done it with the feet out for years. I stood up. I stood up and learned to stand up from backbends and go back with my feet out. Right. And then, you know, people like Darby would come along and say, don't turn your feet out, keep your feet straight, you know. So then I'd learn that way, right? That was right. You know, and then you know, it's, so, it's, it's you know, to that point, people in, in my sort, in, in 2003, 2004, 2005, I've seen people stab each other over the dinner table on this point where, like, <laughs> if you turn your it was everyone was talking about it all the fucking time. Like, do you, do you let your feet turn out and back bends? And people would, they would, You'd lose friendships over it. Serious man. I think it's just a constant attempt to keep an open mind with it a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Because as much as you one thinks one knows and has the last word on how best to move one's body, there's always someone who's going to come up and present a different body and a different way of doing things and I don't know. It's it's a tricky balance because you don't want to get into the spirit of saying, "Well, I'm no teacher at all," because then it's like, "Well, you you know, you're selling yourself out of a job there, mate." You know. But on the other hand, you know, I don't know. Like what I can <laughs> offer different. Uh, you know, I can offer different. I can different offer. I can offer different possibilities. But I don't know. The more you go on, the more you think. Well, you know, like. I don't know. <laughs> it's, but it really is. It's a beautiful metaphor for, for how we, you can take each part of the practice that we treat as, a, as an orthodoxy and say, I'm going to examine this in a slightly different lens and maybe I'll have a completely different feeling about it. And like, this is like, this is, this is like what the Buddhists refer to as, as the, the diamond sutra, right? Where you, you look at each object with a different lens and have a different, idea of what it is and if we're doing that then we're actually thinking and we're not just a in a fucking cult well yeah i mean i think there's something there's something nice to be said about the respect and tradition but i think i still come down to the importance of inquiry at the same time and i don't think it's necessary that you have to throw the baby baby out with the bathwater and you can't do both at the same time i think you can have the, the, the humility and the respect to something other than yourself and just doing what you whatever you fancy, you know. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you know, I think within that you can still preserve this spirit of inquiry. You know, I, right. I, I don't think they're mutually. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. As the argument is often framed in either or terms, and, and uh, you know, like I, I, I think I teach quite nicely. I'm happy with what, what, you know with the relationship <laughs> I have with. with well, you know. I mean, I'm sure the people that turn up and say, well, no, but, you know, I'm happy with the, the, the you know, the, the way that I relate to the students and, you know, and that they could go to my store and practice that way as well. You know, mm-hmm. and I think it's one it's or the other, you know, okay. famous Chuck is Chuckism is one of the things Chuckisms. that Chuckisms. <laughs> Chuck sounds... Miller says, uh, you know, it's never either or it's always. And, <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> Let's bring these opposites together. We're going to do it. <laughs> well, Richard would also would also very similarly. He would say, "It's not zero, and it's not one. Mm. 
It's like, well, how the fuck can it not be zero or one? It's the infinite number of points between zero and one. That doesn't make any... <laughs> that's like a negative... I don't, okay. I think it's so, about body mobility and, and trying to preserve a sense of mobility within the asanas is the physical thing and then there's something else going on which is which which only needs stability, which only needs the asanas to be stable. You know? mm-hmm. But within the within the pragmatic approach of a physical form and materially what you want to get out of it, well, what do you, you know, like there's no good reason to be able to stick your head by your head behind your leg or your leg behind your head, or you know, or grab your ankles, your knees, your thighs for a back bend. You know, it's just keeping a mobile, supple body, isn't it? You right. know, and for as long as possible. For as long, you know, it's like Mark Roberts said to me, like you know, you don't want to be looking at an Ashtanga teacher and say, well. If you need to run for a bus, you can't run for a bus or something. You know, you want, you know, (laughs) you want to be out of, you know, like you don't want to be specialists that you're great on the mat, but you can't do anything off the mat. You can't even, you know, like tie your shoelaces off the mat, but you can, you know, like TikTok on the mat. I mean, what's the point in that? You know, at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself these questions, you know, like, surely. (laughs) Certainly like when you're doing advanced and, and you just, you cannot think or get out of bed or or the whole rest of the day you just want to sleep and rest i mean that's what professional bodybuilders do you know they just they work out and sleep and you just you can't uh contribute to a tech startup it's not so practical when you have a family or a family (laughs) or a job (laughs) or there's a certain amount of specialism that there's certain people for a certain period for certain you know person is relevant and then you come back that's right Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a period of asceticism. Yeah. It's a so time. In, it's a time and place. Yeah. In speaking to um, the all these like philosophical questions, you are putting together something called the Ashtanga Yoga to 2021 and beyond. Uh, it's an online uh, symposium. Do you is, want to tell us a bit about this? What June is that, Adam? 19th, right? On Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's in a month. It's uh, June the 19th, um, be 3 p.m. UK time. And uh, it's a couple of hours of a chat. And it's really an interesting idea. First of all, I had the idea. I'd done all the podcasts with. And my original idea was to expand the kind of the, the trajectory of Ashtanga Yoga throughout the ages. Because depending on when you went to Mysore, depending on when you learned this, this practice, you had different experiences. And the practice was disseminated it was taught in different ways right so i wanted to widen that that discourse so uh, we knew and you know just like you have harmony you know we've spoken to a lot of these older teachers and and i thought well i'll round up all the older teachers and we'll do one online conference right so we'll have you know just all around the campfire we'll have david we'll have nancy we'll have richard we'll have them all telling old like the fun old stories right like the old times right Mm -hmm. and then and then i got eddie involved (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and he likes it he likes the idea but he said oh you know why not why not get some young teachers speaking to old teachers you know eddie is really you know like a, you know you, just like yeah, i do he really likes to think and he really likes to question and inquire and keep keep up to date and keep you know kind of just kind of modernizing right like whatever that means and, and so he said well let's get these people these young teachers right these people that have only done it for a couple of few years and they're teaching it you know and some people like they have only been doing it and they're on you know they're oh, on the panel you know and that's so, nice yeah, that's a much more dynamic to, conversation yeah, to, at to that speak point to older teachers so now this is what we're doing right like so we've got this panel where we've got older teachers uh, middling teachers right so we've got older teachers and i guess you know these days i don't know whether 
you know, harmony or consider yourself as an old teacher, but you're an old teacher now, right? And you I know, am? people like Mark <laughs> yeah. You are. Well, you're, 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 yeah. you're, you're, you're an old you're teacher now, right? So, well, yeah, you're old. Yeah, yeah, right? So, <laughs> yeah, so... And, you know, you'll be, you know, and you'll be teaching, you know, talking to, to some younger teachers. And then we've got older teachers, older than you. So, you know, we've got Richard and Mary, yeah. they're on, you know, they're coming on. And we've got David, David Swenson, he'll be there. And Mark Roberts is an older teacher, or, or, well, a younger older teacher. He, yeah. He's on the panel with Deepika. And, and also, and also to kind of, you know, modern, you know, like the current subjects that are of interest, you know, ableism, you know, we've got like Lashana Small, she'll be talking about, you know, like making yoga mm-hmm. accessible, right? You know, whether, we, you know, and, 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 and then there's some more, let's say, traditional teachers that are, that are more traditional Mysore style, they'll, they'll be there as well. You know, they'll be kind of discoursing, they'll be debating with this, you know, with someone like Lashala, who'll be talking, you know, on making it accessible in a chair or, you know, right? Yeah. So what does that mean? And, 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 there, and Eddie himself, you know, wanted to widen the discourse on, potential cultural appropriation of the subject having had a lot of that you know on his social media because yes. you know he does you know you know he does a lot of the a lot of the pujas a lot of the traditional you know you know yoga stuff and you know a lot of you know indians you know they're not necessarily you know happy about that right so what does that mean right. in terms of yoga yeah. should it you know should it just be should it just be a sub you know is, is it a simply a cultural thing and is what we're doing something different right and in which case right you know, are, should we or can we do that stuff? You know, the pujas and, and you know, and, and all that, you know, more kind of intense cultural stuff as well. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a whole range of kind of modern modern subjects that we're, you know, that have come come to bear now. And then the, finally, the, you know, the online, the online aspects of, you know, teaching online, you know, as opposed to teaching in person and the fact of adjustments, you know, it's becoming increasingly perilous to, to lay your hand. I mean, you know, it's not the days of Brighton anymore, Russell, you know, we can't, you know, mm. we can't, you know, we can't do that anymore. We can't, you know, push right. people into postures. There'll be a lawsuit on our doorstep, you know, like let alone, yeah. you know, like God knows how someone interprets our touch as a man to it's, a, yeah. you know, a, a female a student, it, right? Like it's, it's surprising how few lawsuits, I don't know, Totally. We've seen Absolutely. many lawsuits I, I at totally all, agree. and we and deservedly, but, some people have been hurt. <laughs> totally, and I they, mean, I, they didn't I mean, deserve so, to be hurt. So, but, yeah. so, you know, <laughs> and, and and David David Williams, no, well, <laughs> no, they didn't. And then David <laughs> Williams says, in turn, like he says, there's no there's no precedent. He said to me, there's no precedent for this. I didn't see any precedent before Patari Joyce started adjusting people so physically, and he says, and I wanted no part of this. <laughs> my right. worst uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, you know, you know, I try to avoid, like the plague, getting adjusted by him in any posture, right? And then there's right. this whole thing that that Ashtanga yoga is about adjustments and about strong adjustments, mm-hmm. right? And I never yeah. really liked right. that either. So I'm not actually not a fan of adjusting physically in any form of fashion. You know, really, you know, apart from just maybe with a finger, a fingertip, or if I can get away with a, a, a verbal cue, I'd rather do that. You know, so mm-hmm. so it's wow. about that as well. Adjustments, no, whole whole range of subjects. Fun, fun I, li- I like yeah. just crawling and all over friendly, a student, friendly, and just like wrestling them into the, <laughs> to the like Greco-Roman <laughs> wrestling. I, I, totally. I just I just read uh, David Williams's uh, uh, book, his biography, and. It, he, you know, when you bring when you bring that up, it it makes sense because I think so much of his formative yoga experience is is so is about dropping out 
and going out, living in a van down by the river and waking up and doing postures. And that's, that was his whole practice before he met Patabi Joyce. And I think he had not encountered a physical adjustment <laughs> before he entered that shala. And he'd been really getting a lot of growth and development, which I think informs his, his mindset because he saw all of this growth in his practice without being adjusted. Mm. Just yeah. by not, uh, just by making sure that all day, all he did was sit in a park and maybe hitchhike to the next town. <laughs> have no stress. Have no stress. And be 20. Wash himself in the ocean or the <laughs> yes. river well, yes. pond. And then do yoga in the morning. And then do yoga all day. It's and, the life of a sadhu. And like, why do I need to be adjusted heart? Eat the fruit from the trees. Yeah. Have no winter. Yeah. Oh, that well, was his yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. nice. <laughs> Meanwhile, up in Canada, we have to plan for the winter. <laughs> <laughs> And in England as well. Yeah, I, yeah, you, I mean, yeah. You're not uh, British anymore, are you? Scotland's left the Union. So it's just you, England, right? That's it. There's no more Britain. Uh, they haven't left yet. Well, as, as far no? as I know, they haven't left. And they're, they're uh, left right. well, get, between the get time I left England and, and yeah. yeah. No, they haven't they're left just yet. But some I, I, I have the feeling. Yes, they, they, I think they will. I think they will um, soon. Yeah, um, I think it's just going to be later. England, mate. Yeah. It's not going to be Great Britain. Yeah, anymore. I think so too. But yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But <laughs> yeah, another I shall, end of an empire. Watching, I should be watching on from France, enjoying enjoying the scene. How, yeah. But how can yeah. you do that? How can you be in France without a visa? Now you're you're not French. Uh, I'm not. Well, no, I'm definitely not French. I'm struggling like hell with the with the French language. It's just very <laughs> very complicated. Very, very challenging. Um, but, um, you know, um, no, I'm not French. Um, I actually, I have a potential for a European passport because my mum's Irish, as we mentioned. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, so Ireland is in the EU. Um, and currently we have a residency. We have a residency here. We've uh, we've been able yeah. to get a, a, uh, yeah, like a long, a long, a long, a long stay visa, which you can continually renew. Yeah. So, we, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we enjoy it. Enjoying it here for now. Warmer, bloody, bloody lot warmer. no, no, no rain and rain and hail and snow in May. You know we're here. Yeah. You know, Twenty I mean, degrees. That was, you know, that was that's, that's how that was yesterday. That's for how us. I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I know. This, I don't. You know. I, mean, I had enough of that. Yeah. But this symposium is really exciting, mate. I'm. I. I would. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, I'm not a. You're really excited tune to tune in and take part in this. <laughs> and this is fantastic. So t- I, Saturday, yeah, June nineteenth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also petrified because it's a, it's a, it's quite an endeavor, and I would never would have done it without yeah. Eddie, suggesting you know suggesting this this thing of getting there because there's a lot of subjects we're debating here, you know, and it's it's That's uh, right. yeah they're, they're contentious. They're, yeah, they're, they're you they know they're not very contentious. You know, yeah, but but Tarby Joyce and I wrote the little thing that I've sent out that Harmony's received. Yeah. You know? I mean, so you know it's my it's my work, <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, yeah. I've got to. Yeah, we've got to de- we've got to debate these subjects now, and they're not easy ones. You know, Batavi Joyce and tradition going forward, and all these things. So yeah. we've got a wide range of people that you know that I hope represent different you know different cultures and different you know different uh, you know uh, parts of the world doing the practice right because it's de- mm-hmm. definitely kind of it's traditionally uh, over these years been rather American centric, right? You know, so mm-hmm. you know we've got a huge amount of people doing it in now in Southeast Asia, not in India for God's sakes, you know, Ashtanga. Okay, it's huge yeah. now, you know, right? Yeah. So, you know, South America, oh. you know, everywhere. That was great. Africa. You were, 
You're just a super interesting guy, Adam. I, I, I was thinking about this and that you really are quite a bit like Anthony Bourdain. You're, you're oh, eclectic, punk, I love that. journalistic, high-low, yeah, yeah. food and thought, yeah. passion yeah. for philosophy. And it's, it's been really fantastic to, to meet you today. I, I, I'm so sorry I fucking blew you off when we first met because I think we <laughs> could have been mates and I'm sorry. I, I think, I think, honestly, I think we would have been mates. Yeah. Yeah. What a shame. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, now come, you uh, can start your bromance together. Yeah. One day. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Are people uh, still practicing with you online these days? Yeah, they can. They can find me, uh, Adam Keen. You can put it into Google search. It's Keen on Yoga. Uh, Keen on Yoga. It was a stupid little, a stupid little pun that my friend said years ago. Oh, why don't you say Keen on Yoga because you're Adam Keen, and, and we never managed <laughs> it's to get so rid of good. it. So it's a, it's a bloody, bloody albatross around my neck for my rest of my life. <laughs> Keen on Yoga. Yeah. yeah. Keen on Yoga. It's, it's perfect. It, and... right. it beats finding okay. harmony, mate. I can tell you that. <laughs> ah, fine. Finding harmony is cool. I like it. Yeah, yeah. You're going to come but, up with And sometimes we'll, we'll, people we'll find can find, we'll find harmony on Keen on Yoga. So. I, I don't understand can, why it's... Can find harmony. Yeah. We have yeah. to find one for you right now, Russell. What's, what's well, yours? I don't understand why it can't be Russell finding harmony. <laughs> no. Like, does it, I don't know why that doesn't work. <laughs> that, no, that does work quite well, I think. <laughs> it was like a, another, pod, another, podcast I, another podcast I did with... Um, Adam Hustler is an English-based teacher. He's quite well known, and and his wife said, uh, "Why well, you could you two could do a, a podcast called Angry Adams or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fantastic. I'd love that. Angry Adams. Young Angry Adams. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah. very much. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, man. Our pleasure. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been really nice. Thank you. <laughs>